What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. So I am here with a very special guest, Kimberly Menzies. She is the very first person that I am interviewing on my new interview series with all of the people that I've been talking about all this time on my podcast. We are now starting an interview series, and I decided that Kimberly Menzies would be my first guest. Thank you so much for joining me, Kim. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. I feel so special. I'm your first one. It makes me feel so special. You know? I wouldn't have had it any other way. You were my first choice for the oh, first person. So I'm super you. glad you were able to join us. So I want to talk to you about you because we've been watching you on the show. And in these 15 minute increments, I felt like we don't really get to know you. We've gotten to know your relationship. We've gotten to know things about your relationship. We haven't gotten to know you. So what's your favorite color? And I kind of have an idea. I might know the answer. <laughs> it's so funny because we're both wearing blue today. Hey, look at us go. Um, my favorite color, I have two actually, and I never can pick which one, is like pink, like a rose gold pink and um, emerald green. I love emerald green. It's my favorite, favorite color. So I heard that you have cats and I yep. want to talk about the cats because I love cats. So yep. how many cats do you have and what are their names? Okay. So I have Cherry, which was my mother's cat, my late mother's cat, and she's like my baby now. I have Cherry, I have my black cat, Puffy, who is like my baby, and then I have my little girl, Princess. And then I also have a feral cat outside, because when my mom was here living, she would feed all these feral cats, and I have one left, and his name's Mickey, and he looks just like Sylvester the cat. So that's Aww, all. I love it. All right, so what are your hobbies? And so what are your hobbies now? And I also want to know, what are some of your previous hobbies? Because, you know, as we get older and we change and we progress, we stop doing things we used to do. So what are some of the things you did? And now what are some things you do now? Well, I used to when I was younger, before my hip got so bad, I used to run a lot or just like walk a lot, you know, and I would run like two, three miles. And now it's just like, oh, never mind. And everything. But um, and um, I used to read a lot. I used to read all the time. And I really want to get that back because. I used to be like the back of cereal boxes. That's just what I did, you know? And I really want to get back into that habit because it's such a good escape, you know? And then now I love to like go to SeaWorld. I love walking the beaches here. I love Ocean Beach Pier and like Sunset Cliffs and going to see the seals in La Jolla. So you have to come out. You and Heather have to come out so I can show you the sights. I would love to, and I definitely need to walk. And I don't even know if I can run, but I need to exercise. So I love the idea of that. Right now in music, what is your favorite song right now? And it can't be any song by Soulja Boy. It has to be something else. So what do you have on in your car and you're driving and you find yourself singing really loud? Okay, Drake and 21 Savage, Rich Flex. I love that song. I love, um, and I love Migos. And I, I mean... I love everything, but we all know I love Soldier Boy's music, you know, but I don't listen to it every day. I don't um, watch his videos every day. I'm not crazy. You know, watching videos every day. I know you watch Michael Jackson videos <laughs> every day. So what is your favorite all-time song and then favorite all-time video? Because his videos are literally cinema quality videos. So what is your favorite song and then what's the favorite video if it's different? Okay, so my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time is You Are Not Alone. That's my favorite song. I think his voice was just magical on that. And of course, my favorite video, I actually have a lot. So Thriller, you can't, you can't, nothing can beat Thriller. And Remember the Time, I think we're just classics. And it was just so Michael. That's funny. You Are Not Alone is my favorite song by Michael. Yeah. I really love the way you make me feel, the video. The way so. you make me feel, you don't want me to sing. Okay, but no, <laughs> I, 
that is like my favorite. Yeah, the video is really good too. All of his videos were like mini movies, you know, like Smooth Criminal yeah. and everything. It's but hard to are, pick a favorite. They're so good. Yeah, you are not alone. That just the music was so good. I mean, his voice was so good. And you are not alone. It's my favorite. It gives me chills every time I listen to it. So what kind of car do you drive? And I want to know, are you a car person? So like, we're going to go, what kind of car do you drive? And then what is your dream car? Like if you had a billion dollars and it wasn't an option for money, what would you be driving right now? Um, so I, I drive a 2015 Mazda 3. Um, I love my car. It was my dream car when I moved to California. And I just Googled like, this is what I want. And that's what I got, you know? And um, my dream car, honestly, is a Range Rover. I love Range Rovers. Ah, I love them. I want it like a cranberry red Range Rover. So that is actually also my dream car. Range Rovers are literally the car that I'm striving to own. I want one so bad. It's so weird because we always say we're so much alike. It's so crazy, huh? I feel like you're stealing my answers for some of these questions. I'm not. All right. Okay. We're going to come back with segment two and we're going to have some more serious questions, less lighthearted and more getting to know you and your career and things that make you who you are today as a person. So make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll be back with segment two with Kimberly Menzies here on the George Mossy podcast. This George Mossy podcast interview with Kimberly Menzies is brought to you by Super Blossom by Kimberly, a body spray for the modern woman. Whether you are working or traveling 25 hours to see your international superstar boyfriend, Super Blossom is all you need to stay fresh and vibrant. Get your bottle of Super Blossom at beautykitchen.net today. Yay, it's beautiful. Go get yours. All right, so we're back. I want to talk about the time that you spent in the military because you have been stationed in places across the globe. And I just want to talk about what job you had assigned in the military and what is one of the favorite places around the world that you were able to go that you have fond memories of. Like if, if money wasn't an option, you might actually live there. Um, I went in the military when I was 19 and I went to basic training and my advanced training at Fort Jackson in South Carolina. Then I went to airborne school at Fort Benning and then I was stationed at Fort Bragg and I was stationed at Fort Bragg for about maybe about three months before I got, and then I got sent to Operation Desert Storm and I was over there and then I came back and I was at Fort Bragg. And that was really the only time I went overseas was during Desert Storm. And I was a, I was the secretary. I was admin. And it's crazy, little side note, because I see comments saying, oh, she was just a secretary. Okay, yeah, I was just a secretary serving my country overseas in a war. So let's not forget that part, okay? Every position and in our Army is important because the Army is a team of one. Every job is important and it all is there to help keep us safe, guys. So it doesn't really matter what anyone does. They're all working together for the greater common good. I just thought, I always thought that was a real messed up comment. You know, like I still, I'm very proud that I'm a veteran. I'm very proud. And for people that don't believe me, I have my DD-214. I can show you I was in the military. Um, I feel like, and I was an admin. I was a, um, I was, uh, I worked in this place called Operations. It's called S3 Operations, but I worked in a signal unit, a signal brigade, and I, um, they installed like all of the communication for everybody in Desert Storm, basically. And then I was their secretary. Then when I got back, I, um, I went to this 327 Signal Battalion, like two years after I got back. I was stationed at Fort Bragg the whole time, and then. Wow. I went to, I would go to like Fort Campbell, Kentucky. We would have missions and I would go there. And then it was, I mean, the military, I will always say was the best, one of the best experiences in my life. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life 
And I feel like the military really kind of, it makes you a survivor. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I get up early. I'm always on time. It's, it's taught me a lot. My favorite place that I went to was when we went to Saudi Arabia, we stayed in Belgium for like 22 hours, Brussels, Belgium. And it was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And then Germany, I discovered beer machines on the way back and I was like, oh, hey, because I'm 21. So yeah, it was cool. It was an experience. Um, I feel I'm very, very proud to be a veteran. I'm very proud to have served my country. Um, I got out when Jamal was, I think, almost a year because they wanted to send me somewhere that um, I couldn't bring him. It was called a hardship tour. And I just didn't want to leave Jamal. And I was, you know, I was doing really well, you know, and I, but I just I had to go. I had to be there for my baby. And I know now because I would have been gone for two years on a company tour and only coming home for 30 days out of those out of that year. So I would have been or 60 days, you know what I mean, out of the two years. So I would have missed everything. And the day I got out, he walked for the first time. So I believe that, you know, that was a lesson for me, so. You made the right choice. I did, I did. So speaking of your military life, what was the transition like going from military life to civilian life? Because a lot of people say that they struggle with that, going from living in the military and waking up every day at the same time and having that routine to just going into a normal everyday civilian life. How was that transition for you? It was weird because yeah, I had to get up so early and take like Jamal to daycare. And then we would go run two or three miles, you know, and do um, physical training and all that. And then you start your day, you know, and then you get off at five. So for me, it's like the getting up early thing. Like when people say you can sleep in, I'm like, what's that? <laughs> what is sleeping in? You know? And then just the order of things like you miss that. And I'm, I'm pretty much I'm pretty organized, but you you miss that. And then like I still have some of the military training in me. Usman says it a lot. He always says you're so strong all the time, like the way I walk and the way, you know, um, the way just like my mind thinks about things. Sometimes I don't think you really lose it. I think I've like inherited more and I've instilled more in myself, but like, I'm nothing like I used to be like, I used to be this little soldier and, you know, shooting my M16 and all that. And then like, even Jamal will see things of me back then. And he's like, mom, that wasn't you. And I'm like, he's like, get out of here. <laughs> I know like, that was your mama, you know? So I think the organizational skills and like waking up early, I've just never been one to sleep in. I'll go and take a long nap. You know me, George, I take naps, but I, um, but it's really hard for me to just like sleep past like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. Wow. Yeah. I love sleeping in. So I, I definitely want to talk about you switching careers because mm -hmm. at this point in your life, it's kind of chaotic. Like you kind of were catapulted into this new world of social media because I heard that before the show, you didn't even have an Instagram. So you have this Instagram, you have all the social media and you're being talked about all over the world in, in different countries, everywhere yeah. people know you, there are memes in other languages of you. So how did you juggle switching careers, doing the show, your relationship, your relationship with Jamal? How did that all come into play in your life? Well, it hasn't been easy. I will say that. I'm very, very grateful. I feel like I'm very blessed to have like everything, all the opportunities that I have now. But like I was um, a restaurant manager and I switched jobs and went to a um, spa. Now I work at Konakai Resort and Spa as a spa coordinator. And it's been a transition like with the show, like I was always really, really private. And the only reason I had an Instagram was because um, Usman would say, hey, I'm going to go do a live. I'm like, what's that? You know, and then so I got an Instagram and then like to watch it blow up to from 150 followers to now almost at 200,000. It's a lot, you know. 
and it's changed my life a lot. It's changed my relationship with Usman because sometimes you don't, you think the relationship, you know, you see things back and I'm like, I didn't know you said that about me. <laughs> and then you get mad all over again, you know, and it's a lot because my whole, my whole being is in this, is this in the public eye now, you know, and I'm very grateful. Please don't take that wrong. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to my lovely followers and everything. And I, I'm really blessed. And I thank Usman every day for this opportunity that he gave me, you know, and to be on this platform. And with Jamal too, there was a time where Jamal would block me off all the social media going, you don't need to see what I'm doing. Now, now he's like, mom, can you post this for me? <laughs> can you do this? Can you know? So it's just like a, it's a different chain of events, you know, and um, with my mom passing, in January, it was, it really just brought things to home for me. Like I really do need to live each day as it's fullest. That's what my mother would have wanted for me. I'm glad that this has had a positive impact on your life because a lot of times all of this attention and all of these changes can have a negative effect or a mental health effect. And I love that it's brought you and Jamal closer and it's, it's brought you yeah. a new career and you're able to experience different things in your life. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I have my days. I have my days, George. You know that. I have my days. I'll call you and be like, George, why are you saying this about me? But I just feel like I'm always going to be Kim. I'm always going to be who I am. And you either love me or hate me. And that's just that's just the way it goes now. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. So this podcast interview with Kimberly Menzies is brought to you in part by Super Blossom, a Super Blossom body spray with a modern woman in mind. Whether you are working or on a flight for 25 hours to see your international superstar boyfriend. Hey. Super Blossom is definitely all you need to stay fresh and vibrant. Make sure you pick up your bottle of Super Blossom at beautykitchen.net today. All right, so speaking of social media, how do you deal with the trolls and the haters? Because they have taken a strong obsession with you. Like you were introduced onto the show. And this is the spinoff that you're on and you have kind of been catapulted into this level of fame that some people had to go on two or three different spinoffs to get, and you were just right along with them. So how do you deal with the memes and the reels and all of this craziness when you're just trying to be out there and live your life? I mean, I went on the show for love. So, you know, I didn't, I, and to be honest, I really didn't expect it to be like this big. I didn't realize I have a lot of love and I'm very appreciative of all the love that I get. But like, I was not prepared for all these trolls and all this hate and all this stuff that I get. Like, I get some really, I've, I've seen some really disgusting things, you know? Um, people saying I have an alleged black, black sexual fetish or I, um, you know, because of some things that happened in my past that, you know, like I'm this horrible, horrible person or people will try to investigate my whole life. And there's certain things I just didn't want on the show. You know, and I'm growing enough to own my mistakes and own. And you see, I apologize for every, every, almost every time I mess up on the show. I think that, you know, the memes are really funny. I have to say, Mary Pants is my girl. I love her. She just gets my memes, you know. I, I mean, She just gets me, I think. And I, I love her. And for the ones that are making reels and, you know, slandering my name out there, because that's, that's what they're doing. Essentially, that's what they're doing. Or slandering my reputation or trying to slander my reputation. I'm always going to be Kim. I'm always going to do what I want. Let them make their money. Maybe that's how they pay their rent. I don't know. But, you know, I know that I went on the show for the right intentions. I went on the show for love. You know, am I going to try to, you know, use my platform for to make money? Hell yeah. Then people get on Usman all the time too. Like, oh, you know, he releases a song every time. Who cares? 
That's what we're here for. Exactly. You know? He was a he was a rapper first. You know, he was an artist first before he, he went was, on the show. So it, it would make sense. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, people just misjudge our whole relationship. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, we're, we put ourselves out there. We're open for the public. But some of this ridicule I get, people tend to forget that, you know, I do have a child. I do, even though Jamal's 27, he's my son. And some of these comments really hurt him too. And just because I'm in the social media, it doesn't mean you can DM me and be like, you're ugly and I'm desperate and I'm this and I'm that and I'm fat and I'm, you know, I have buck teeth or I look like Herman Munster, you know, that everybody is just, this is how people get, women get body dysmorphia. It's because they see the stuff and they change everything about that, about themselves. And I'm not going to do that. And I know I need some work. Like I told you the other day, I'm a work in progress, you know, like, but I can't, some of these comments, like the black fetish thing, my mom didn't raise me to hate any race or to be anything, you know, she said to love who you love. And I think love is love. And that's what's important here. So that brings me into my next question. So out of all of these terrible things, I'm sorry, by the way, that you have to even read any of these things. But out of these things that you've read, what is the one misconception that is just so far off from who you are as a person that you just need to clear it up right now. You just need to make sure that people don't assume that that is any truth to it whatsoever. I don't need, I, I really think the biggest thing is that I'm Usman's sugar mama. Like that really irritates me because he doesn't need me for anything. And I get so tired of explaining this to people that like he is financially, he does well for himself. I don't need to send him money. I don't have money to send him. I am, you know, I'm still working. I'm still doing my own thing, you know? And I think I really, that really disgusts me when people are like, oh, he's a scammer or he's scamming her for a green card or whatever. And then this whole sexual black fetish thing, first of all, that's disgusting <laughs> to say, disgusting to say. And I feel like, I feel like people that know me, know me. People that don't, don't. And that's how I feel now. But that is the biggest misconception is that I'm just like over here with millions. And I'm just like, here you go, Usman. Here you go. Here you go. Dance for me. Give me some Miami. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is your favorite moment? So we watched you meet Usman for the first time in Zanzibar. And then you've been back subsequently many times. What is one of your favorite moments when you actually got to meet him face to face? Because a lot of your relationship is through FaceTime calls and phone calls and texts. So what is one of your favorite moments that you will always cherish and look back on? Uh, there's so many because I've been to Nigeria quite a few times. So there's um, there's many. I would say... The moment I met him in Zanzibar will always stick out in my mind because I was so nervous. And everybody's like, oh, she's a super fan. Yes, I was a fan. I was a super fan. I admit it. I have body spray with super blossom on it because super fan, you know, but I embrace it. I was so nervous when you're talking to somebody for a year and, and some change and then you go and meet this person, you know, and I was already in love. You know, we all know how Usman was not, but um <laughs> <laughs> but potentially potentially in love i was the potential but i really felt like that that one moment i would just i i think about it now and it still makes me smile after two years you know it's just like Aww. it was so cute you know it was and it was so real it was such a real moment so i want to stick on the cute real moment so when you saw usman on one knee <sighs> with a ring on his hand what was the first thing that went through your mind because i think that's what we were all wondering because you were super shocked so what were you thinking right in that moment? I was like, did you fall off the table? Because you know he was standing on this nightstand, right? Like, 
fit like Camry and stuff. And my first thought, that was the first thing that came through my head was, did you fall? <laughs> and then I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I was, when I saw him after that part went out of my head, it was like the whole relationship just flashed in front of my eyes, like how we met, how we um, met in Zanzibar, all the drama that we went through, all the drama we went through, you know, the couple times I've been. And then I was just like, my God, like, this is a real thing. Like I fought, I fought, I fought for him. I fought for him at every turn and I've supported him at every turn, you know? And it was just like, like, I love him, you know? It was kind of that moment of accomplishment. You set out to do something, you wanted that blessing and you got the man that you wanted and everyone was doubting it. And I feel like, I felt like that had to be going through your mind. Like I did it, I made that, I made it happen. I did, and Usman and I joke, and we'll be like, hashtag I won, and Usman says it all the time. So, you know? And we, it's, a, it's a running joke with him and I. People just take everything so so serious all the time. But I really felt like, I don't really feel like I won. I felt like I just put myself out there, and I just, you know, I went for what I wanted, and I don't feel like I did anything wrong. I don't feel like I hurt anybody in the process. I don't feel like, you know, like, this, you know, did, did Jamal have concerns? Did my mom, did his family? Of course. But at the end of the day, everybody could see that love there. His family could see it. And that's, let me address that really fast. I've okay. seen comments where people are like, his family was disrespectful to me, or um, they were mean to me. Absolutely fucking not. Was not one person in that house mean to me. Not once, one, they were so respectful of me. They were leery. They were leery, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them whatsoever. I would have been the same way if it was Jamal. I'd been like, hold on, you know? You know, like his friends and everything, when I went privately, his friends were thinking like, wow, this is so weird because like, it's just, we just have this connection and I can't explain it, he can't explain it, but it's not up to explain. You know what I'm saying? We aren't supposed to understand the love between two people when we weren't there when they fell in love. So we right. were never meant to understand the connection that you two have. And the 15 minute increments that we get each week can never fully explain all of the things that you guys have been through together. And, and I say that all the time because what really did it was after Zanzibar when I went privately for three weeks. And that's what really did it. Like we would stay up till five, six in the morning, just talking without no TV on, no phones, just Kim. And that is my favorite time is when it's just Kim and Usman time, you know? And that's when we really knew it was like really, really, it was just odd. Like we got along so well. There was no nervousness, no hesitation. It was just Kim and Usman, you know? And that's what we love to see. We love to see the actual love and connection. So there's been this photo floating around the internet and it's of you with blonde hair, which is a completely photoshopped photo. And I know you've already said that you'll never dye your hair blonde, but I do want to talk about what you've done to your hair now because I actually love it. It looks amazing. So much. So... I read the comments, I, I see things, and I see how harsh the black look, you know what I mean? And you don't see it unless you see yourself all the time, which I've never been one to just take a whole bunch of pictures of myself and all that. So when I was watching it back on TV, I was like, damn, it did like, and that stupid half ponytail, I will never wear that half ponytail again a day in my life. <laughs> so um, um, this lady, her name's Danielle Millie, she just reached out to me and she was like, let's, let's do something with your hair. She was very nice about it. Um, I had done a lot of damage to my hair, you know, with, um, dyeing it so much and cutting it myself and, and all that. And I just love it. She just darkened it and added blonde highlights and I'm going to add more, but I will never, ever 
go blonde. That is not my thing. I'm not going to cut my hair any shorter. I might cut some bangs maybe later on, but I will never, ever go all the way blonde. That picture, I swear, I look like a Karen in that picture. I can't. I just cannot with that picture. Guys, that's on the record. She's never <laughs> going blonde. Don't DM her. If never. you're a hairdresser, she's not going to do it. Don't waste your time. And I love the way your hair looks now. I think it looks Thank great. Thank you so much. I love it. I love the length and everything. So so of all the 90 day people, who's your favorite couple? I know this is super hard. Or who's your legendary couple? Like for me, watching it back in the day, it was Danielle and Muhammad and Nicole yeah. and, and, and David and Annie. So like, who was it for you that got you hooked into the franchise? Um, well, you know, I never watched it until Usman's past season. So really? Uh, yeah, I never watched it. That's how actually how we met because I never watched it, you know? And then I started watching back when I became on it. And I love two couples. It would have to be John and Rachel Waters. I love them. I love them. I love them. And Ari and Benny. I love Ari and Benny. I love their family dynamic. I love the way she's so supportive of Benny. And I love Benny. It's just such a great guy to me. And I have so much respect. Like, he's fighting. He's doing his thing. And you know, and Aerie's just, I just love them. And Aerie was one of the, Aerie was the first one when the trailer was announced for me to be on um, B90. She messaged me on Instagram. She's like, if you need anything, let me know. And I just don't forget stuff like that, you know? See, I love to hear that. And I love that she was the first one to reach out because I feel like Ari sometimes gets a bad rep, but she is such a nice person. And guys, she's watching her fiance go out and fight in a cage night after night. That's not easy to do. And she's supporting him and she's there at the fights. And that's not easy to do. So Ari, I hope that everyone understands you are going through for Benny to follow his dreams. I really love that. And Rachel, I really want to see them together. I really yeah. do. I hate seeing them apart. They have such a beautiful family and I want to see them together. I really hate the idea that two people can love each other and the laws can somehow keep them from being together. Right. I know. And it's, I don't know, that part's all crazy. We have, you know, we, we found out some things, you know, with this attorney and everything that, you know, about the K one and all that, but like, it's crazy, but I, I just love them. I just, I love whenever I see them, like whenever I see their pictures, it just makes my heart happy, you know? And I think that, um, I did a live with Jamal and Usman one day and Vinny popped on and I was like so starstruck. I'm like, hi, Vinny. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I just love him. He's so. amazing. He has so many talents. I wish I yeah. had that many talents. I want to thank you for sitting down with me and letting me talk to you and let everyone get to know you on a personal basis because I feel like I've gotten to do that. Everyone else deserves to do that because they only know what they want to know or what they've heard. And I really want to thank you for just opening up and being honest and talking and telling everybody what it is that makes Kimberly, Kimberly. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you because let me tell you, you have been a constant source of support for me. And you have been like, you have just been, you're fair. You're not judgmental, you know, and you, but you tell me like it is too, you know, and I appreciate our friendship that we have. And I just appreciate you and Heather as people. And I can't wait for you to come to San Diego, but I can't I just, wait too. <laughs> I know. I really think that um, people really need to like understand like how close you and I really are. You know what I mean? And, and I love the fact that we're cool and I love the fact that we can talk and I can call you if I'm upset and Heather too, you know, you guys have just been Team Kim and Kim, Team Kim and Usman, and I, I really appreciate that. But you give it to me straight when I need it. You don't take no shit from me either. 
I oh. call it like I see it, but I do like to treat people the way I want to be treated. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like a lot of other bloggers should follow suit. You know, treat people like you want to be treated. Just because they're on TV doesn't make them any less human. Okay, and one more. Can I add a little public service announcement, please? Of course. Okay, so I wear my ring, guys. I do wear my, my engagement ring. It's beautiful. Usman did an amazing job picking it out. If you see me outside in public and I don't have it on, it's because sometimes I forget, okay? I don't wear it to bed because it gets, it gets caught in my hair, but I do wear my ring, okay? So I'll make sure that I wear it going forward because all I hear is, <laughs> why you can't wear a ring? So whatever. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up, but look, I'm wearing mine now, but there are days that I don't wear it and there are actually some times where I can't find it. So guys, these things do happen. Just because it's not on does not mean it. There's nothing to read oh, no. into. Oh, it no. just might be at home. <laughs> yeah, it is. But thank you so much. And thank you for just being there for us, you know? And Jamal too. Jamal, Jamal, you know how Jamal feels about y'all. Really, we really appreciate like all the support that we get from all my followers and everything. I'm actually probably going to do a live after this just to say, hey. Guys, make sure you're ready. And you're welcome. And I'm glad that I can do this with you. And guys... This is the first interview of my interview series. There'll be many more. I'm so glad that my first one was Kimberly Menzies, one of my favorites on the show. All right, guys, I'm George Mossy. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy and at georgemossy.com for all your 90 Day Fiance news and updates. We'll talk to all of you guys really soon. Bye.